Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Thursday morning and welcome inside the Property Squad Studios at WKVL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. Friday Eve, payday Friday Eve, as it is on my end. And, uh, and, and you know, it's it's kind of a weird time of the year. You know, it's like 42 right now. It's one of those times where you're like, well, probably don't need a heavier jacket later, but, man, it's kind of chilly now. And I think East Tennessee makes you soft when it comes to temperature because it never stays really cold really long. And and so I, I, I tussle with that on a daily basis. Just wanted to know uh, if that's kind of your thing. But, uh, you know, wanted to let everybody know that uh, the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, 49ers Chiefs to play in the 54th running of the Super Bowl and the 100th year of the NFL. I mean, it's huge for what's going on and, and how this this necessarily uh, is to play out is still to be seen, but I think it's a great, great matchup that I hope, uh, you know, just, just gives us the benefit of seeing a really great football game to kind of tide us over for the better part of about seven months. But at that rate... At that rate, some other things going on in sports. Uh, Lady Vols play tonight. Uh, they play the Vanderbilt Commodores. They they actually, uh, y- you know, are going to be in Nashville. Uh, game will be on nine nine one, but tip off is nine p.m. Eastern time. Tennessee Lady Vols Vanderbilt Lady Commodores, both teams East East Coast teams nine o'clock start. I don't get it. I'm I'm that guy. I, I just would like to know who sat in a room and said, you know what, both these teams are in the same state. You know what I bet they'd like on a Thursday night when everybody's got to work the next day? Let's let's play at 9. Let's do this thing at 9. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. I've never had that that, that thought, but uh, I, even, I just wanted to see if it would sound good. Not so much. Tennessee has, has some things – uh, that they still need to do do right and still need to correct coming off that UConn loss, a 15-point loss to the Huskies. They followed it up with a five-point victory over LSU on the Way Back Pack game, which was great uh, as a rebounding game, but I think you got to put on more steam because coming right ahead uh, this Sunday, you've got South Carolina, and then the following Thursday, Mississippi State. So, at Vanderbilt will not be just a slouch. They're twelve and eight on their on their season, uh, but as of late, has fallen on some hard times. Four straight losses for the Lady Commodores. They lost ninety three to fifty seven to South Carolina. They lost a hundred to sixty six to Arkansas. They lost sixty eight to fifty two to Mississippi State, and lost ninety eight to sixty one at Alabama. Just reminder, Tennessee beat that Alabama team. But as the men have shown, do not sleep on any team. You got to come in ready to play, ready to do what you got to do, and and hope 
uh, that everything's gonna gonna pan out the way you plan for it. But knowing knowing Kelly Harper and knowing the discussions uh, that that she had right here on the show, uh, this is not a team that's gonna that's gonna take a whole lot off. You know, this is a this is a team that I think you look at it and they're they're gonna be ready to go uh, regardless of what the, the who the opponent is. Uh, and and I think you gotta you gotta like what they've they've been able to do so far in twenty twenty. Uh, Lady Vols have outscored their opponents by uh, a margin of 14.55 for Tennessee, 11.06 for the opponents, averaging nearly 73 points a game, holding opponents to right at about 55, uh, which is going to win you a lot of basketball games. You look at it, uh, their field goal percentage is over 45 for the season, which I think is is pretty strong uh, in, in the interim, and they shoot roughly – uh, you, you know, they usually shoot somewhere in the neighborhood uh, of 30 or 40 shots a game. They're shooting over 30% from the three-point line for the season, uh, and they're shooting over 60% from the free-throw line. That's a, that's a stat you'd like to have a little bit better. They, they're out-rebounding their opponents by quite a margin, by about 13 uh, per game margin, uh, which I think is a, is a pretty strong uh, pretty strong dynamic there, uh, and then they're limiting their turnovers. They are turning it over more than uh, than than their opponent, but at the same rate, when you're outscoring and uh, and out rebounding, I think you've got a, a pretty good shot in a lot of games. But I think Kelly Harper will have her girls ready, and he, she'll they they'll take on the twelve and eight Lady Commodores of Vanderbilt. Lady, Lady Commodores also have something to look at. Uh, as they go down their schedule, they've got Auburn, Ole Miss, A and M, and then South Carolina here in just a couple weeks. So they've uh, they've got to get their stuff right. They uh, they get the the lofty privilege of finishing their season against the Kentucky Wildcats, a team that's been pretty good as of late, and continue to play hard uh, for for their head football or their head basketball coach. Uh, Tennessee. If you look down their schedule, they have Vanderbilt tonight, South Carolina on Sunday. Next Thursday is Mississippi State, and then LSU, A and M, Arkansas, and then back to Vandy. Their uh, their their little middle here is is going to be a tough slate for the Lady Vols, but I think it's going to tell you a lot about where they're at. Uh, South Carolina, Mississippi State are measuring stick games to the utmost. Uh, both those teams are going to play really hard. They're going to push the issue speed wise, which is going to hurt the Lady Vols because length. Oftentimes doesn't doesn't lend to be uh, a big pusher of speed. So we'll have to see if there's a lineup that can combat that and see how the Lady Vols react in all of that. But uh, it starts tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern tip time, uh, the Lady Vols and the Vanderbilt Lady Commodores. But uh, you, you, look at, uh, you, you look at other things going on in, in UT, and, and really when you dig in, you dig in. Tennessee has a lot going on right now. As you, you saw, Philip Fulmer. If you if you get the emails, if you don't, you should. Uh, Philip Fulmer sent out his email yesterday, kind of a uh, a state of the union, if you will. And they they uh, they had a lot of uh, a lot of uptick. I mean, you think about it. Just a couple days ago, uh, you, you, uh, you you had Jay Graham be announced as the new running backs coach at Tennessee. So now you have Jay Graham. You have T. Martin. You have Jim Chaney returning. Uh, he's not a former player, but he, he coached here formally. And, and you know, you, you just really like 
what's going on in the the state of the union, if you will. Uh, it's been a nice few weeks, and uh, y- you know it's it's next week's a big week for Tennessee football, as Tennessee football hits, you know hits hits its finale for the 2020 class uh, with some opportunities. You know, with the new signing class, new signing period. I think sometimes you just look at it and you're like, well, we signed a huge class in 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 December. That's really good. So now what do we do? We just kind of hang on. Uh, and uh, I think it's uh, I think that is not the case for Tennessee uh, in this uh, in this upcoming uh, signing period here uh, that that'll be that'll be able uh, to be uh, to be had. So if you look at at this note from from the athletic director, um, it said, "Don't forget our national signing day celebration across the state. Uh, it will be held." Uh, just as we cross into February, but a uh, little, little few notes for Tennessee. You look at it and what they've got going on here in the the spring semester. Uh, you know, of course, the cheerleading team and Spirit Squad won national championships uh, at their competition. Uh, the 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 February signals the start of baseball and softball. Exciting uh, with both squads as they promise for postseason runs in 2019 and and hope to do so. In 2020, Coach Vitello and the Vols opened the baseball season with a home series against Western Illinois on four, February the 14th through the 16th, and the Lady Vols softball start February 8th in Arizona. A uh, home opener will be February 26th against UT Martin. Mark the calendar. April 8th is when our Lady Vols ranked 11th in ESPN's preseason poll host Tennessee legend Monica Abbott and the USA softball women's national team for an exhibition single and season tickets are available allvols.com but you know you, you look at it and that's awesome monica abbott and team usa going to be on uh april the 8th to take on the 11th ranked lady vols but you talk about the baseball team coach vitello and, and that baseball team from a year ago there's a buzz that i haven't seen around tennessee baseball maybe in my entire life you know, now a lot of people will say, well, what about when Todd Helton was there? Well, that was early in my life, and I was not a Tennessee baseball enthusiast, if you will. I, I kind of I enjoyed it, but honestly, Todd Helton was at the Rockies when I figured out uh, that that was a big thing. I'm just complete, complete, uh, unadulterated transparency here. I, uh, I think Tennessee baseball has a lot to look forward to, a lot of youth. But, but again, uh, Tony Vitello seems to be able to, to move those puzzle pieces into places that they can hit the baseball. They, they have really good pitching or good strong pitching, and then they usually try to finish out strong on the weekend. So I, I think it's all a, it's a Tetris game every season for baseball. And I say that because the draft, the way, it's, the way it functions, the way kids can leave out of high school and the way the recruiting trail hits, it's a, it's a dynamic that – the more and more I dig into it, the more and more I look at it, I'm like, what? Like, it's it's a moving target if you've ever seen one. Like, all the scenarios and every little piece of the puzzle uh, is different. You, you know, it's it's one of those deals where you can, you can look, you can hope, you can push, but really and truthfully, you've got to be smart. You've got to, you've got to have a relationship that you know this kid's coming or you know he's not. 
and and you go from there because the other way uh, I, I think it's been the downfall of of a lot of coaches. I mean, uh, Todd Raleigh uh, for a little while, even even Dave Serrano at times uh, would recruit this highly touted staff or, or recruiting class. And you'd look at it on paper and you're like, man, I don't know how this guy can lose. Well, I can tell you how he can lose. You watched it on uh, on the Major League Baseball draft night, and that's how he lost it. Most of them went pro, and then the guys that, that they had committed that they basically recruited over decided they had other other relationships that were a little stronger than the one with Tennessee. So I think when you look at it, Tennessee baseball's got that that niche. They've got that that place to where you know it's always great to go watch a game. You can see the railroad tracks. You can see the you, you know kind of a lot of the the backside of campus that doesn't get seen a whole lot. It's a good view. It's right on the the cusp of uh, uh, of Haslam Field there, the practice field for the football team. I remember if you, if you go in April, uh, you'll be able to walk to the top of the stadium and look over and watch the baseball or the football team practice. That's always a fun one. I don't know if it's legal, but it's what happens. But uh, it's a good time in Tennessee sports. You've got the men balls, the lady balls. You've got Tennessee football going to have spring practice here in a couple months, and then baseball will crank up as we kick off February. So it's a great time to be a sports fan because uh, it's another one of those, like like in fall, there's that moment when you have football, you have baseball, you have the start of basketball, you have the start of all these different sports on the flip. Uh, you kind of have a little taste of it in the spring as you have basketball in full swing. You, you have baseball and softball kicking up, and then you have um, and then you have you'll have some taste of football uh, as spring training uh, kind of hits the books. But uh, it's a it's a big time in Knoxville and in Tennessee. Uh, a lot of people are, are questioning how long this uptick can last. Well, I think you ride it as long as you can get it. Uh, Tennessee's had a really good. Really good spring, I think that, or well, they had a really good fall. Uh, Tennessee didn't start the season the way they wanted to, but I felt like finished pretty strong uh, in getting to eight wins. And then, as basketball is a growing year, I think it's a telling year uh, for what the future could hold. As a lot of talents on campus, it's just super, super young. And then, as we look, uh, Tennessee Lady Vols softball always a perennial. Uh, power in the Southeastern Conference, and the Tennessee baseball team gives you something to be excited about. So uh, the the pep and the step is more than it's been in a long time, and I think Tennessee fans need to ride that out. I think Tennessee fans, and me included, you need to go out there and get get at it, get get to seeing some of this great, great athletes. And I'm not even talking about the track team. You ever been to a, a track meet at Tom Black Track? Maybe not, but you should. My wife, Laura, was uh, she graduated in 2010, and we went over there to Tom Black Track, and and you wouldn't imagine just the buzz that goes on at those track meets, especially when it's an SEC track meet. You've got Arkansas, who's who's a perennial national champion track team. You've got a lot of these these track stars that are going to end up being Olympians that are there, and it's just cool because just like in football, just like in basketball, just like in any sports, you want to you want to coin a a, a a preparation method, same thing goes on with these guys. I, and, and that's what I key on. And I, I don't know why that's my, my caveat, but I always like to see how people act prior to performing. You know, whether that's basketball and that's the, 
you, you know, the powder in the hands and the, the poof for LeBron, you know, whether that's, you know, the music and dancing and, and what have you for, for NFL players or, or whether it's, you know, a guy that just goes over in the corner, kneels down for a second, kind of has a little little convo with the man upstairs and then gets after it. You know, I think I think all are, are fitting and all work uh, the way they need them to work. Uh, I think all are very good. But uh, it's just interesting because no two athletes you ever see are the same. And if you see them the same, there's one that's trying to be the other. You, you know, I think I, I think everybody's got their own thing. You know, I thought I thought you know, like even I mean, you even talk about it. Dak Prescott, <laughs> he he has that little I don't I don't want that little salsa dance he does prior to games. That's his thing. He has to do that. He feels like that's that's his deal, and and, and it works. I mean, most times. I mean, it's the Cowboys, so I don't know how much it works, but you just watch and you you think. You know what's the deal here? You know, and, and I think you you see you you see other guys also that don't have great performances and they never do the same thing. It's always different. They're always just hamming it up. They're doing different things every day because they don't have a routine. They don't want one, and you see it on the field, hot and cold. But those that do the same things every day, you you see consistency out of. Don't know where that came from. Off on a tangent. But it was just it was speaking about those track athletes because I, I felt like you want to talk about somebody who takes the fewest steps to a starting line, or you want to talk about somebody who who doesn't overexert theirself uh, prior to a race. Go to a track meet. You'll see a lot of guys that are calculated. They know how much energy it takes to get from point A to point B, and they want all of it when that when that shot fires. So it's fun fun to get out there. Spring in Tennessee. Uh, spring at the University of Tennessee is a fun thing to be around. So, again, get out, check out any sport that you're interested in. And, again, there's tickets available to all these. And spring sports are just that. They're family-friendly because the price isn't exactly stupor high. And then, you know, you go to a baseball game, you got the hot dogs. A lot of times uh, kids, they've got the play area for the kids. So get out there, check out a Tennessee baseball game, Lady Ball softball game, track, meet, or – or get in the hardwood. Check out Tennessee uh, men's b- basketball and Lady Vols basketball. But we're going to take a break as we've done, obviously, an infomercial for what's going on in the spring at UT. But uh, let's uh, take a break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk Super Bowl, Super Bowl wide receivers and tight ends. This was a list that I, I thought you could go a lot of different ways. There wasn't a lot of stat killers out there. But there's just guys that, in, in you know, in my view, you can look at and say, you know what, that is, I mean, that's a great performance. And I'm going to talk about those on the flip. Greatest wide receivers, tight ends in Super Bowl history. We'll talk it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Then call the only realty team I trust, the Property Squad. When I moved into the area, they sold my old home in 13 days and got me the greatest price on my new home right here in Maryville. Specializing in Blunt Knox and surrounding counties, Deborah Welly, Sherry Paul, Keith Paul, Bill McLean, and Tressa Lickwire make up the dream team of Property Squad and are always working to make the home buying process quick and easy. When it's time to buy or sell a home, remember to call my team, the Property Squad. For more information or to speak with an agent, call 865 865- 983-0011 or visit propertysquad.com. Some dogs are bursting with energy and just aren't getting the nutrients they need. That's why Rule King recommends Diamond High Energy Sport Dog Food. This power-packed formula has 20% fat and multiple high-quality protein sources to provide the extra nutrition necessary to keep your dog in top condition during periods of performance. A 50-pound bag of high-energy sport from Diamond is just $24.99. You can get this price in-store only at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the Property Squad studios of WKBL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. As we we promised going out to the break, we're going to talk a little bit about wide receivers and tight ends in the Super Bowl. A lot of ones you can talk about, and a lot of ones that if if you have allegiance to a certain team, you automatically go that direction. And I tried to fend that off because I felt like uh, you, you know, I, which yesterday I felt like I did a really good job. 
I felt like I did a really good job. Like So on the quarterbacks, I had two Broncos, Peyton and John Elway, which I feel like is not totally off the reservation. I feel like both of those guys could be in that mix. Yesterday, I, I feel like I atoned myself yesterday as as I actually picked my number one was the guy who throttled the Broncos in uh, Timmy Smith. So uh, today, I, I'm all over the place. I'm really like, it, it's almost like doing these things have proven to me how much I say I hate people, but obviously I think they're pretty good at the same rate. Uh, it shows... Uh, when you talk about in my lifetime, the impact, and then historically impact, uh, a lot of different names and, and people come to, to mind. But I'm going to jump out there and start with my top five wide receivers, tight ends in Super Bowl history. My number five, and, and again, if Jeff McIntyre makes the call in, uh, he'll, he'll laugh at me again. I can't get it to five. There was two guys that are the same mold for the same team and I had to have them on there. And, and it's, it's Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. And the reason I say that is how many times were there, was the, the Patriots against you know Atlanta there a few years ago? How many times did they get to third down and said, easy button, Edelman? You know, how many times? How many times? And looks like on, on cue, uh, it, it's going to – Jeff's going to get on the phone line. Let's get him in and, and see what's happening. There's the ring. Let's jump to the phone lines. Hey, Jeff, do we got you? Hey, man, can you get me? Yeah, you're a little soft, but I can turn you up on this end. Oh, there you go. What's up, man? Uh, just making it in. So, I just started the top five, right? And I told him, I said, you know, I told him, I said, so I feel like I pretty went homer on the uh, on the quarterback deal. I had Elway and Manning in there. Total homer picks, but I'm cool with that. That's the whole basis of the show, right? Uh, but yesterday I felt like I atoned that because the guy who I had at number one was was responsible for smoking the Broncos. So I think on the other end that, that kind of cleans me up. But today, I ain't going to lie, Jeff, I think this my, my list is pretty dirty. Uh, when it comes to my my allegiance and and who is uh in in the words of Star Wars, you know who's the uh, you, you know the the Death Star, if you will. <laughs> and it's not Cowboys. I, I know I put that out there, and somebody will be like, "Oh, he like." No, it's it's the Patriots. I put number five. I put Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. And the reason I did that is because I think they're the same. They're the same fit, and they've been the same function for multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's that's kind of been the go-to. If we need something done, it's one of these two. And 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 the thing is, is I, I tried to look back at, at Super Bowls and say, can I get some stats? Can I look in and go, man, look at this. This was just a a monster game for either one of them. And it's really not there. But but like I was saying before you called in. If you look at that Atlanta-New England game a few years ago, how many times did New England get to third down and then it was Edelman? And then they got on the goal line and it was Edelman. And and, and it just become it became the easy button for Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, that is that is very very accurate. Um you know, looking looking for me, I think my number 5 is 
not that I've I mean I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm probably gonna go with Michael Irvin. He was um, right there for me. It's just I just feel well, like there was so much there were so many other things on those cowboy teams. Th- there was. And and for me I'm kinda going back to the quarterback list we had where it was how many times did they go? Not so much did they win or lose, but then what did they do while they were there? And you know, Michael Irvin had, had been there a few times. And, you know, he, he had a standout performance in one of them, which I think is key to, to making anybody's list. you got to have something that you've done that really stands you apart as someone else. I think that's why he makes it to number five for me. So Michael Irvin, he was probably number seven on my list. I, I try I try to always start with like ten, and then I just peel back and peel back and peel Whittle back. It down. <laughs> and I'm like try I almost prove people right more than prove them wrong. Just just to see what I can get done there. But uh, you know, my next one it, it's 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 kind of impact, but it's almost what he did in a short career, and that's Rob Gronkowski. And I know people's going to say, are you just picking the five best Patriots? That's not what I'm doing. Believe me, he's the last one on the list. But but Rob Gronkowski, you look – if I if I looked at you, Jeff, and, and you probably know this, but if I said, Jeff, Rob Gronkowski did a lot with an eight-year career, would that shock you? No, because the man was a freak. Well, no, I'm just talking about I mean, like when I, when I heard eight years, I went, he only played eight years? Just to put that oh, in perspective, yeah. just to put that in perspective, I think he played in five Super Bowls in eight years. Yeah, that's that is a little shocking, to be honest. Um, you, you you normally don't see, especially when players stay their whole career with one team. Generally, that means that they've got a pretty good tenure there that is at least ten plus seasons. Um. So that is a little shocking. Yeah, I didn't realize it was just eight seasons. And and Rob Gronkowski, and again, this is a Super Bowl conversation, but I didn't think, you know, when you when you th- when you look, put tight ends in there, you look at the all-time greats, right? And in my in our lifetime, I think you look at Tony Gonzalez and and, and there's some guys in the league right now that are making their way, right? But you look at, at our lifetime and, you know, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, I mean, those are, you know, there's some of those niner uh, tight ends and, and different things that you can kind of toss around. But as far as guys that have had really an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl, I mean, he's one of those few that really can say that he had a lot of opportunity. And, but at the same rate, I mean, a freak athlete, a hybrid, if anybody's ever been one from a tight end to a wide receiver, uh, made a lot out of that second-round pick that he that he got to the Patriots on, and he's a three-time Super Bowl winner, four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, all-time 100-year team member. Um, He's an NFL receiving touchdowns leader. He's a comeback player of the year. I mean, I think (laughs) all of that put together puts him on a list somewhere, and I had to get him on. Yeah. No, I don't disagree at all. He's on mine. Um, Just a little higher. (laughs) Really? Really? See, I'm 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 like stuck and um and I don't want to say handcuffed, but kinda to numbers. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like that's my, the hard part. And my number two, uh, my my number one and two, that's all it's about is the numbers. Is because you know again, what did you do when you got there? And, and so 
it's I'm I'm a little handcuffed when it comes to that, and I just couldn't dig up enough to get him past four. But who'd you have at four? So four, I'm going to roll with uh, Clark from the 49ers. Right. And the, and and for me, it, it it's I've mentioned this a couple times, and it's it's when you're on that stage, that thing that just sets you out. And of course, it's the you know that. And to me, that that makes all the difference that when your team needed you to make that play, that play happened. And I mean, there, there are people that talk about, you know, I remember watching that play and he was nine feet in the air when he made that catch. And I mean, and to get that level of a story, you know, it's iconic. And and for him to make that catch and make that play, I I think it deserves uh, some recognition. Yeah, and just to bring it back home to Tennessee fans, I mean, you, you know, Billy Cannon for the rest of the world is Heisman Trophy winner Billy Cannon. He's he's LSU running back lore. He's he's the greatest that ever was at LSU. Yada yada yada. To Tennessee fans, it's we stopped him on the goal line in Neyland Stadium, and everybody knows where they were when that happened. I mean, that's those are the memories that that you know stick. And, and so I, I, yeah, I think you're you're right on to something. He's actually on my list just a little higher as well. Um, uh, it's funny, uh, you know. It's almost like the mix and mingle. We got all the pieces, all the ingredients are the same. We just got them in different orders. But, um, but I, I think I, I think you're exactly right. The, the catch is something uh, that continues to be there because Lord knows how many times have you had a Super Bowl where a bad decision was made or a catch wasn't made. And it made all the difference. Not I mean, on the two yard line. yeah. Well, that's wow. That's <laughs> that's like the same wavelength. You just beat me to it. I was like, you know, Pete Carroll probably would run it now, but he didn't. <laughs> but he didn't. But uh, but but anyway, I like that. I like that uh, number four. At number three, I've got Lynn Swan. I beat you to a Steeler. I feel like that may be the ah. only time that ever happens. Uh, Lynn Swan. I got him at number three, and it's just because of if you look at. At his Super Bowl kind of kind of record, one it's it's pretty amazing. But I'm talking about Super Bowl ten, where he only had four catches, but they were for racking up a total of 161 yards. They were they were amazing catches, and he was a monster in that game. You, you know, it's a 21-17 win, so it wasn't in the bag. It was against the Cowboys, which is a a meaningful victory in any whether it was regular season or, or Super Bowl. But at the same rate, they knew at that point Lynn Swan was special, and they couldn't do anything about it. So the fact that he had four catches, 161 yards, and, and quite frankly, can, you know, extended drives and did some things uh, to get them in the end zone. He had a touchdown, which was the difference in the football game. So Lynn Swan goes number three from Super Bowl ten. You know, I agree with everything you said because Lynn Swan was number three on my list as well. Well, great minds uh, it, think alike, it, it, right? And it, you know, I'm I'm a through and through Steelers fan, have been forever, and you know there have been so many Steelers greats, especially on those '70s teams in the early '80s. But Lynn Swan was definitely one of the ones that stood apart. And as you mentioned, you know, the Super Bowl record, you know, that's that right there is it speaks a lot. And then the catches that he could make and just didn't know how he did it. I mean, you just didn't know how. 
and then for him to have that that performance that I mean that's that's a special special player out there. Absolutely, and now he's the the athletic director at USC. So I mean, he's he's a pretty smart guy too, maybe. I'd say so. <laughs> I would say. Well, you better be. <laughs> you kind of better be. Yeah. But uh, yeah. my number two, uh, it's another one of those those hyphenated number twos. I, I'm I'm getting on a trend with that. I, I promise to just have five tomorrow. I can. I think I can cut Taking it down. Up the rules, huh? Yeah. Well, as we go along, it seems to be a trend. But. Uh, and one of them is is it's another one of those one and doneers, you know, kind of a guy that that had a great Super Bowl but didn't have a ton of career, but uh, and then it's it's Mr. Clark. I put Clark and Ricky Sanders at number two, and the reason Ricky Sanders is number two is he was part of that Timmy Smith, Doug Williams bunch of Redskins that just right. continued to mow people over. You know, Timmy Smith in the game had two hundred four yards. Doug Williams had four touchdowns, but Ricky Sanders had 193 receiving yards, two touchdowns on just nine receptions, 21.4 yards per catch. I feel wow. like that's just that's just being there when you need to be there and, and you know, when the moment comes, seizing it. And then Clark, of course, is yep. the catch. You know, I didn't think there was a way to leave him off, and honestly, the more I get closer to Sunday – I don't know the more I'm leaning towards San Francisco. I don't know. I guess my number one quarterback was right there. I mean, I think anybody who's reading this list, they probably know who my number one is. Uh, so it's it's a it's a Niners heavy list, and and I, I think it's a it's a franchise that it's fun to have them back in there. Uh, but uh, but but number two, Ricky Sanders, hyphen uh, Dwight Clark. That's fair. That's fair. My number two is Gronk. Wow. And it's for a lot of the things you said earlier, and it's just the guy was just an automatic first down or touchdown, or he's a mismatch on everybody. I mean, even even your bigger safety, he still towered over everyone. And and if he didn't, he was going to out-physical you to the ball. Like, Um, I I just think – I think yeah, Tom Brady probably looked at Tom Brady probably looked over there, and if they ever slid a, a linebacker over there, he went <laughs> sweet. Yeah, how do you not? I mean, you you know that probably nine times out of ten, you have a mismatch on Gronk, and it's just a matter of finding it. And when he wore that giant bionic black arm it was probably not hard to figure out where he was i know right and i'm pretty sure like i just as as much of a a kind of a goofball guy he is i'm pretty sure he was hurt for a little bit of that but just wore it the rest of the season just so he could knock the fire out of people oh yeah no doubt i mean i've i've seen braces that was a full-on gauntlet (laughs) arm piece that he was wearing i'm like is it is it gronkowski or is this like thanos yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or both. Brings to fill out most of it. I was going to say both. or yeah. both. Yeah, it's it's infinity infinity stones, also known as Super Bowl rings. But uh, exactly. But anyway, I, I don't think there's any debate who our number one is. Uh, my number no, one's no. Jerry Rice, uh, and I, and it wasn't even close. Honestly, if you look up Super Bowl records, I think he's one, two, four, six, nine. You know, there's just. There's yeah, all kinds all. of – yeah, he's all over the place. He's the all-time leading receiver. So it wasn't that he was just great over a career. 
He was great when it mattered. And, and I think, you know, as much as, you know, you talk about players that transform a game, you know, and, and we've talked earlier in the week about the Kobe tragedy and, and, and his impact to basketball. But Jerry Rice on the wide receiver position, you know, I, I, I think he gets credit. But, I mean, he's, a, he's ever bit as much of a – he's a Bolitnikoff. He's a, he's a – he's a, you know, any greats you can ever think of that really is just bigger than the game. That, like, there was a point in his career where you can't guard him. And everybody knew that. Yep, you're exactly right. And I, I think when you look at it, you know, it's always good to have a really good quarterback, right? You know, Marvin Harrison isn't Marvin Harrison without Peyton Manning. I don't know that Jerry Rice – is as good without Joe Montana, but the difference about Jerry Rice, he's like he's like Larry Fitzgerald. They're in that same mold. It doesn't matter who's throwing it; he's going to catch it. Yes, that is correct. But and, and he—that's why he's on my number one list. Also, he—he's just—you can pick any performance in any of the Super Bowls that he was in, and they're all great. There's—he just did it all, and. You knew that when you lined up on the other side of him, it wasn't how many catches he was going to get; it was how bad is he going to make you look, and that was just how he was. Right. So, so just to go down memory lane, Super Bowl twenty nine, uh, ten catches, one hundred forty nine yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Super Bowl twenty three, he had eleven catches, two hundred fifteen yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Super Bowl uh, twenty four. Uh, he had seven catches, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, and let's see, I think that I think that kind of lines him up in my list. But uh, not bad, not bad. No, no, I think anybody would take that all day long. I mean, they would take that in regular season games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. 215 yards receiving's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Wayne, would... I'm gonna have to leave you, brother. Well, man, have a good one. Get on in there, and uh, I'll talk to you later. But uh, top five receivers and tight ends, always fun to talk to you. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. All right, see you, man. See you, buddy. And, again, thanks to Jeff McIntyre for getting in there as uh, we talk a little bit and we uh, and, and we debate. You know, top five is, is one of those t- subjects. I can say what's the top five ballpoint pins, and somebody's going to disagree with me. Believe me. And, and a lot of times I'm going to disagree with them, so it, it works out. But, you know, top five lists are such that, that it's just fun to go down like because it's what's your metric. And that's what I always, you know, the top quarterbacks in the 100 years. Well, you, you know, I, I kind of question a lot of why people are ahead of other people. Why, why are these people not on list, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's because at the moment and, and what mindset you're in is are you stat-driven are you flare driven? Are you you know whatever? So I think in all these lists, we've seen a little bit of the the ebb and flow of, of how Jeff and I think about it. And, and I appreciate him calling in each day. And hopefully he'll call in tomorrow and we can talk defenses because again, being a Steelers fan, I got a really good feeling who's going to be right up at the top of that list. But uh, let's take us a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to grind a little bit more on what has been a quick moving Thursday edition. We'll be right back after these words from these fine sponsors.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Did you know most employers consider soft skills as important as the skills it takes to do a job? Soft skills include things like attitude, communication, teamwork, motivation, and time management. You can take your career to the next level by taking free soft skill classes at the Blunt County Public Library. Find complete class schedule and registration information at www.bluntchamber.com. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Then call the only realty team I trust, the Property Squad. When I moved into the area, they sold my old home in 13 days and got me the greatest price on my new home right here in Maryville. Specializing in Blunt, Knox, and surrounding counties, Deborah Welly, Sherry Paul, Keith Paul, Bill McLean, and Tressa Lickwire make up the dream team of Property Squad and are always working to make the home buying process quick and easy. When it's time to buy or sell a home, remember to call my team, the Property Squad. For more information or to speak with an agent, call 865 865- 983-0011 or visit propertysquad.com. Spring fishing is upon us. I'm Don King for your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, reminding you to schedule some time to unplug and spend a day outdoors. Take someone you love to one of the many beautiful fishing spots we've been blessed with here in Tennessee. Visit tnwildlife.org to find one near you. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Rural King propels you with the supplies you need to keep operating your farm, your home, and your job. And nothing fuels you up in the morning like Victor Allen Coffee. With the morning blend, Colombian, donut shop, and Italian roast, the Victor Allen Variety Pack has the kickstart for everyone. Get an 80-count Victor Allen Variety Pack for just $19.99. Buy online at RuleKing.com and pick it up in store. Check out the entire Victor Allen Coffee selection at Rule King, America's farm and home store. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. RAM, Remote Area Medical, a major nonprofit provider of mobile clinics delivering free quality dental vision and medical care to underserved and uninsured individuals, is returning to Knoxville on January 31st through February 2nd to provide care. Services available at the RAM Clinic include dental cleanings, 
dental fillings, dental extractions, dental x-rays, eye exams, glaucoma testing, eyeglass prescriptions, eyeglasses made on-site, women's health exams, and general medical exams. All RAM services are free and no ID is required. The Knoxville Clinic also kicks off RAM's new colon cancer screening program, available to patients throughout 2020. The RAM Clinic will be held at Chilhowee Park's Jacob Building, 3301 East Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville. The clinic parking lot is scheduled to open at 12.01 a.m. on Friday, January 31st. Tickets will be distributed beginning at 3 a.m. and patients will be seen on a first-come, first-served basis in numerical order according to their ticket number. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back to Inside the Property Squad Studios at WKBL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. As, as I was at break, I shared something on on uh, on Twitter. You need to check that out. Again, The Grind, WKVL on Twitter is 53 Super Bowl rings because we're at Super Bowl 54 on Sunday. 53 different rings and stories along with them. It's a really cool article, and I'm just going to kind of hit the high points, just kind of hit some moments that everybody's going to remember uh, and, and just talk a little bit about those rings. So, of course, Super Bowl one and two is going to be the Packers, right? So you're like, huh, I wonder what ring company designed that ring way back when. So it's funny. Uh, the, the, the Super Bowl one ring, which if you, you haven't seen it again, go on Twitter, you'll get to see a picture of it. It's very kind of basic, looks like a, you know, kind of a class ring look. Got a, a like a, an image of the world. Kind of in the middle, one big stone, and it says world champion, Green Bay Packers, 1966. Designed by Packers head coach Vince Lombardi, Willie Davis, Bob Skoronsky, and Bart Starr. Uh, he said, uh, you know, Swarinski said, I think Bart just brought it home one day when they gave it to him at the Packers office. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a, a big to-do. But it was it was a world championship ring, and, and honestly, you look at it, it's iconic uh, as you look back because it was what it said it was. It had the world on it. It had kind of the one stone, the Green Bay logo. Moving on, here we go. Uh, but one day, uh, <laughs> there was a there was a scam on on Super Bowl one. Bart Starr's Super Bowl one championship ring, as as Bart's uh, late wife was called and said. You know, Bart's ring got just got sold on eBay for a hundred thousand dollars, and then she went back to the safe running to make sure it was still there, that it hadn't been stolen. 
and it was still there. It scared her, but it was a duplicate, but it looked just like the real thing. Um, so to ensure nobody ever stole or sold Bart Starr's ring, she uh, she donated it to the, the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame uh, and, and during Bart's final trip to Lambeau in 2017. The half-carat diamond is all the bling that was on Super Bowl One's ring, and, and, and I say that because in comparison, the 2018 Patriots championship ring held 9.85 carats per ring. Does that sink in a lot? Like, I, I feel like you could sell half that ring and be fine. Like, just, just chink a few out and, and go sell them. Super Bowl two, uh, Green Bay Packers as well. Uh, then you got three for the Jets. You know, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the 68 Jets, and, and really, it's a blingy-looking ring, and it doesn't doesn't surprise me. Uh, the one they're showing is Joe Namath's ring, uh, so it doesn't surprise me that when you guarantee it that the ring's going to be pretty strong uh, around that. The Chiefs' last Super Bowl ring, Super Bowl IV, uh, the 1969 Chiefs didn't have a public event to give those rings out. He said, we got our rings in the mail. He said, uh, it was very quiet. The rings came with small wooden plaque that read, remember that you are world champions. Handle yourself with class and style, grace, and dignity. Signed, Hank Stram, the head coach. What a what a distance we've came from those moments. Remember that you're world champions. Handle yourself with class, style, grace, and dignity. Hank Stram. Moving right along, kind of going get, to get the high points. You've got Johnny Unitas' Super Bowl five ring. It's pretty sweet. Then you've got a Cowboys, uh, Dolphins, two Dolphins rings. They'd like to see those uh, here sooner rather than later, but maybe not so much. 74, 75 are the Steelers, uh, 76 Oakland Raiders, the 77 Cowboys, uh, 78 Steelers. And then there's a picture of Rocky Blair. Uh, holding his uh, his four Super Bowl rings on one hand. Uh, 79 was the Steelers. 80 was the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Oakland Raiders and John Madden. Uh, 1981, San Francisco started their stuff off just really well uh, and, and continued to get better as that decade went along. 82 was the Washington Redskins. We've talked about that team a lot in our discussions of greatest Super Bowl performances as two guys off that team have made this list. Actually, three guys off that team, as Riggins was late in my in my picks. The L.A. Raiders won the 83 Super Bowl. San Francisco, Roger Craig, says, uh, says he doesn't like showboating his rings. He said, I'm not a flashy guy. I don't like to, to be like Liberace or something. Craig keeps his rings, including the first, from Super Bowl 19, locked away in a safe, but has had it written in his will that each of his five children will receive a ring of significance. His three children will each get a Super Bowl ring. His fourth will get the 80s NFL All-Decade Team ring. And his fifth will get the ring he covets but hasn't yet received, his Hall of Fame ring. I just want them all to have something special from Pops, is what Roger Craig uh, says. That's uh, that's a pretty big comment. Uh, But 84 uh, championship. And then there's a picture of Joe Montana with his four uh, as as you, he looks on. 85, the Bears, uh, the big Super Bowl shuffle ring. Uh, New York Giants, 86 ring. Uh, the Skins, 87. Uh, the Niners, 88. Uh, the Niners, 89. 
And that, that caps off what was a great decade uh, for San Francisco. And, and they got creative there at the end and actually made their 89 ring look like a football, which is pretty cool. Uh, kind of, it, It's funny what, what people hold dear and what they made important. And it's the 89 one's the first one that went, went kind of vertical and looked that way. Uh, the 91 Redskins, or the 90 Giants, and then the 91 Redskins. The 91 Redskins looks cool because it looks like the feathers uh, on the Chiefs hat or on the, the Redskins helmet. Dallas Cowboys 92, bling all over it, 93. And you can just see the rings get bigger and bigger and bigger. Niners, 49, 1994 ring. 95 was the Dallas Cowboys with the star. Green Bay Packers, 1996, 97 Denver Broncos, 97, or 90, sorry, 96 was the Green Bay Packers, 97 Denver Broncos, 98 Denver Broncos, and I thought that one was cool because it had two Broncos. Instead of Super Bowl uh, trophies, they had two Broncos kind of going forward. Uh, 99 St. Louis Rams, probably the first one that got blinged out completely across. Probably at that point was the most uh, bedazzled uh, ring there is. 2000, the Ravens, and the pictures just keep getting bigger. 01, Patriots. 02, Tampa Bay Bucks. Pretty classic-looking ring. 03, Patriots. 04, Patriots. 05, Steelers, with all five uh, Super Bowl trophies at that time. Then you go 06, the the Colts, a clean-looking ring. Uh, 07, the Giants. Uh, Jostens and Tiffany Company has produced the last 12 Super Bowl rings, as it were. Uh, 08, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl Steelers, uh, as it's a, it's a bedazzled, blinged-out ring. Got six large stones to cap the six championships. The Saints 09 ring. The Packers got it in 10. Pretty awesome-looking ring. The Giants have four as of 2011. Uh, the Ravens got the 2012 ring to get their second 13 was the Seahawks, got their lone one at this point. 2014, uh, you saw the Patriots, uh, and it's inscripted inside, we are the Patriots. Uh, Super Bowl 50, which was Peyton's final. Uh, There's a Super Bowl 50 with three Lombardi trophies, the big number 5-0 and the Broncos that says world champion. Uh, The Patriots continue to add rings to theirs in 2016. The Eagles get their, their lone championship in 2017. The Patriots get number six in 2018, and then waiting is either the Chiefs or the Niners to add their name to said list. But, uh, you know, a lot of awesome looks there. If you're you're on Twitter, check it out, the Grind WKVL. It's a pretty cool little talk about one little comment about every Super Bowl ring that's been produced. But if that's something that interests you, check it out on Twitter, the Grind WKVL. But we've hit the timeline, and we're going to get out of here. Jason Swain, the Swain event at the top of the hour. Don't miss it. And what is a block of sports? Right here in your source for sports in Blunt County, WKVL. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.